Hey everyone, Nick here. Just a quick spoiler warning for episode one of What If. Listen, for a man that's pushing buttons, I think Howard Stark should have got the Super Soldier Serum. There's an argument to be made that, you know, his superior genetic makeup would have made him the greatest super soldier of them all. Just look at his son. Just look at his son, man. Look I at mean, his son. Come on. I mean, can you imagine a Stark as the super soldier? I mean, there would be no crime. Yeah. I don't know about that. There would be no crime. There'd be there'd be some crimes. There'd be I mean, yeah, there'd be some crime, but there would not be as much crime. Yeah, we'll get to it. But hello everyone and welcome back to the MM Marvel Mania Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Mike, and today we're gonna be discussing the first episode of Marvel's brand new Disney Plus television show. What if? What if? And Nick, mm. I don't know where I stand yet on this. It seems like they're trying to set up a concept for like a, a shared animated what if universe here. So, I mean, so far, uh, I, I enjoyed the first episode. I mean, I think there's going to be more episodes in the future that will be better than this one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so far, it was it was a solid episode no, I'd say, very, for starting off. It was a very novel concept, you know, take a story that every MCU fan knows the story of Captain America getting the super soldier serum and twist it on its head mm-hmm. and have Captain Carter or Peggy Carter be the one that receives the serum here. And, you know, it's nice to hear all the voices back. Yeah. You have a lot of different people that came back. Uh, the person that voiced uh, Erskine came back. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. The one that played Howard, St- Howard Stark came back. Some of the Howling Commandos came back. Bucky's back. You know, you have a lot of basically ca- everyone's back except for Chris Evans. Basically, Chris Evans, and you know, obviously other people like Robert Downey Jr. and others that didn't want to do it. Well, didn't want to do it. Marvel didn't want to pay the massive money to just record yeah, some lines. That's maybe. also true. You know, maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. You know, Robert Downey Jr. does cost them like five hundred thousand dollars just <laughs> to take a piss in the bathroom. <laughs> so you yeah. know, maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they didn't want to fork over the cash. Maybe. But I mean, so so far, I mean, I, I enjoyed the episode a lot. I mean, it's just it's a basic episode where it's Steve Rogers obviously doesn't get the super soldier serum and obviously Peggy Carter does. You know, the, there was a lot of people very hyped for this. And, I, you know, I was excited for this, not to the level of any of the three Disney Plus shows that have come before this. But the thing that you have to remember is expectation management with a show like this. Mm-hmm. You know, this show is a, a very novel concept. You know, the what if scenarios of countless Marvel cinematic stories that have previously been told. And you can't expect that everything's just going to, you know, take you in right away. I think it was a fun, neat story they told here. I think that they really did a good job of putting little twists into the story mm-hmm. as we'll get into <laughs> I think that Sebastian Stan is a much better in-person actor than he is a voice actor. I, I agree. A lot, a lot, he's, he got he got like he didn't get hate, but he got made fun of basically just for his voice acting. It, it sounded like he was just like overacting it, a little bit. It wasn't as natural, you know. But I think these episodes that it was be, funny. It was it funny. was funny. But I think that I think the episodes that are coming in the future are going to lead more into the big villain of the show. Like we, people don't think that there's an actual villain to the show because it's based on. Just different stories. You're not sure off the bat if it's just a bunch of standalone stories and they're like telling you what this could be or if this is a universe where all these things are happening together. I feel like at the end of the series, we're going to see not 
not a big bad, like not a new person that we never met before. Like you know, you, maybe a twist on a villain. Twist on a villain. Before. You know, it's like the watcher is telling the story. He, <laughs> he's the watcher. He's gonna tell. He's gonna take us through these stories. And I think that it's gonna be uh, Ultron that turns that winds up being the villain of this what if series. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. I'd love for uh, Ultron to get a second run in the. I MCU. think yeah, because seeing Vision and seeing other concepts of of the different things that they're showing. You know, and if the it seems like these episodes are going to be intertwined at some point. Yeah. You know, given no, the and the, the ending of this episode indicates that as well. With it's showing like a multiverse with right Agent now. Carter rolling up in present day 2012. Well, yes. not present day, but 2012 MCU, uh-huh. and running into Nick Fury and Quint Barton. So it kind of indicates that something bigger is going to be happening here. But let's get into this particular story. Yes. It starts out as per usual. They're in the laboratory. Steve Rogers is about to get the super soldier serum. But then, as the watcher says, one thing changes that mm-hmm. changes the whole story. They ask Peggy Carter, do you want to go sit up in the box or do you want to stay down and here? She's like, no, I'll stay here. The biggest mistake. The, well, mistake, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, she stays down on the first level. And the what the watcher very clearly states this is the decision that changes history. Mm-hmm. And so take us from there, Nick. Take us through this scene. I mean, so far I don't I don't remember the difference between the movie and the show. Like I didn't I wasn't like looking at the differences, but I I basically noticed that she was in a different spot than she was before. Yeah, that that yeah. You know, and you have to the point where there was an explosion from uh what was the guy's name that that. Spy from I'm not. Hydra. I'm not sure if it's the same guy in this one. It's but, not the same. Yeah. But the guy that basically was going to blow up. Kruger, the, yeah. Yeah, Kruger. And you have it blow up. And Steve's about to be sent into the chamber and everything. And become the super soldier that he's supposed to be. And you have where uh, the explosion happens. Steve gets shot, too. And you also have that. Oh, sorry. You also have that. Uh, as Steve got shot, Peggy basically went into the what's called into the chamber, into yeah. the chamber instead. You know, I think she may have noticed uh, Kruger or whoever it is before the explosion, if I'm not mistaken. So that you know, that that's why that's why they were able to still salvage what was left of the super soldier serum. So now here we are, Captain Carter, and Steve Rogers is not the super soldier here. No. But a lot of funny things are referenced in this story. And one of the funny ways is how they continually reference the prime MCU timeline in very indirect ways. And a lot of them came courtesy of, of Bucky Barnes. <laughs> so the one that I most notably remember from this story is he says to Peggy, well, you almost ripped my arm off. Yeah. You know? And it's just, you know, little inside jokes like that. You know, they're, they're just, you know telling a fun little story you know and i like it i mean look look the marvel universe now is so popular that people know these stories very well yes they do and you know that's a that's a toss in right there for your diehard fans who are going to understand these things yes and that's what marvel does again they really make it so that yeah the casual people who are watching what if will understand that this is something different than what originally happened. But yeah. the hardcore fans are going to notice the smaller details that make it all the better. Yeah, I mean, you have this show where it's not a full-blown movie compared to 
Cat, yeah. Like if you watch Captain America, you don't have these little, you don't have like a quick shot of every single scene. You know, it's it's a full blown two hours. This is basically uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. It's a short with Peggy Carter in yes, thirty five minutes. It is a short story, and I, I mean, I like that too because it kind of skips ahead to certain points. But I mean, it's also a TV show. Well, so, yeah, you, know? you can't expect you can't expect in a story that while they're claiming it to be canon is not prime MCU timeline. Yeah, you can't really expect them to go like full in detail on a story that is not something that actually occurred. Yeah, the different and also the different endings with the with the show, especially coming to the point where um, we see this uh hydra monster okay so so i, I want to get actually, that i'm actually glad want... i'm actually glad you brought this yeah. up and i think me and you're on the same page with this yes, so so uh, so that we can get there uh the movie basically goes from there where steve rogers is not captain america yes he is so howard stark turns steve rogers into the hydra stomper into the hydra stomper C-15. which i guess if you want to say in this parallel universe, yes. Steve Rogers is Iron Man. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. So I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like it too. It, hey, listen, he's able fun. to he's able to get himself out there. And another thing that he referenced too to Peggy is like, at least you're not out there, you know, selling bonds and stuff like that, which he would have done. Yeah, that's that's exactly where he would have been. But then we get to where they switch it up on it, and mm-hmm. then you got the general from the United States Army who's like. Oh, I wanted a super soldier, and all I yeah. got was this woman, you know? Yes, yes. And, you know, obviously, you know, the, the general just showing the misogyny of the age. Yes. And now what we get is Peggy Carter is like, fine, I will just do it myself. Yes. <clears throat> That's basically what we see here is her leading the Howling Commandos. Mm-hmm. She's leading Bucky and Dum Dum Dugan. And we find out. Oh, yeah, Steve Rogers is Iron Man, and he's working with him, too. That's they don't great. call him Iron Man. Thank God. Rogers. <laughs> Steve. And we get a lot of fun callbacks, and one of my favorite has to be the train scene. Yeah. So the whole purpose here is that the Red Skull, the Red Skull in this what-if scenario mm-hmm. here is basically is basically trying to use the Tesseract to open a portal to bring back an ancient Hydra god. Yeah, it's a totally And if different that story. sounds familiar to yeah. anybody yeah. who watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I agree, because <laughs> I thought that they were about to bring in Hive. Hive yeah. Um, I th- Hive, obviously, from Season 3 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was the Hydra monster yep. that Gideon Malik wanted to bring back from the, the planet Mavit. And it winds up killing Red Skull, too. <laughs> so here... Red Skull succeeds in opening the portal. Yep. But before we get to that, we have a scene where they're on the train, mm-hmm. and who gets blown up but Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. which is an obvious difference considering, well, yeah. Bucky is the one in this real movie. Yeah, usually. Who ended up getting tossed off the train and being captured by Hydra. Yep. What's funny here, and this is another one of those Bucky inside references. Did you catch it? I don't think what was it? She, he was jumping onto the train and he almost fell off. And, oh yeah! And Peggy grabs him. Oh, and it's and I'm just like, oh my god! Oh yeah, the obvious. You almost ripped my arm off. You know that that little joke. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the you almost ripped my arm off, but he almost fell to his death like yeah. he did in the movie too. You have no idea. And it's just, I I really did like that scene, and I thought they did a really good job. I of, thought Steve was dead too. I thought he was gonna die because yeah. it was a total totally different thing. Compared to, you know, he's stopping the train instead of them 
going one by one, the train kept moving. Yeah. He, he, originally, the train never stopped. Yeah. Steve stopped the train, and then all of a sudden, it just blew up. Yeah. And also, Howard starts like, no, that thing's indestructible. Like, there's no shot. No shot. It died. No shot. But Steve's got to be okay. He's got to be okay. And I would look, and you know what? I have to agree with you because something came to my head when when the Hydra Stomper was blown up. Mm-hmm. This is not Chris Evans voicing him. Mm-hmm. He is not the main character here. Right. Yeah, what if they just killed him off? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, God, did they just kill off Steve Rogers in the first episode? This is going to infuriate so many people so quickly. However, I, we find out they did. I would have enjoyed it, honestly, if they made him the Winter Soldier. Oh, my God. That'd be so sick. That would have been sick. You know what? It would have been sick. And you know what? There's still the opportunity for them to do that. Yes. They still could do that because, as we see at the end of the episode, Steve Rogers' fate is not necessarily told to us. Right. We don't know exactly. We know we all, all we know is that they both survive at yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Bucky and Steve are alive. Bucky and Steve are still alive. I mean, everybody's pretty much alive except the Red Skull. Except the no Red reason Skull. left to fear the Red Skull. And also the He's guy dead. that the guy that voiced him was the one that played in uh, in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, no, it wasn't the original. It Red wasn't Skull. the original Red Skull. It wasn't Hugo Weaving. It was somebody. It was the guy from Infinity War and Endgame who, pardon me, but I do not remember the name. Yeah. So now we get the huge fight. Red Skull has opened the portal. <laughs> hive, or, or it's not Hive. I would say Hive. I I'm just gonna call. I want to call it Hive, but we're just gonna call it the Hydra Monster. The Hydra Monster. Is coming through the cave, and look, I thought it was going to be Hive all the way, mm-hmm. and then this is obviously much bigger than Hive. Yeah, yeah. Hive is just, Hive is a person. Yeah, and whereas this is a uh, octopus. I mean, we never saw really the huge. We saw like symbols in like Agents of Shield and stuff like that. We saw like what it looked like. Yeah, but it was a big monster, so I think it's kind of Hive. It's, if you think it, about I, it. I think it's like Hive. But again, the MCU doesn't want to acknowledge that Agents of Shield. It's never been existed. acknowledged that it is canon. They never said it was, but there's still opportunity that it. No, no, be. no, and hopefully that will come to pass. With the multiverse and whatnot, you can make just about any previous Marvel story canon. Yeah, one thing I want to talk about too is the fact that in order to create the uh, Hydra Stomper, uh, Howard Stark used the Tesseract as a power source, as Hydra would have used for their weapons. Phase two. You know, phase two. That's what Shield would have done as well. Like yeah. that was the whole point. And also the the fact that Howard Stark had these ideas planned with the Hydra Stomper, aka looking like Iron Man, it's kind of weird. You know, kind of makes me think that those ideas get passed down through the gene pool. You know, because given the fact that Iron Man two, where we see like I don't have the power to create these things right now, because they didn't they didn't actually they found the Tesseract, but they didn't have enough time to study it. Yeah, no, because know? eventually the Tesseract. If I'm not mistaken, Steve. No, the Tesseract gets buried in the ocean with Steve. Yes, and Howard Stark finds the Tesseract. And Howard Stark finds the Tesseract, but then Operation Pegasus and whatnot. Right. Yeah. He never had an opportunity to really study it. It was sent all over to different spots. Yeah. You know? And now you have the point where, in Iron Man 2, where Tony is now experimenting and creating a new element with the arc reactor, with all the plans that his father had made, including the Tesseract. You well, know? The, tesser- the Tesseract, in essence, is shown to be a beacon of sustainable energy. Right. So exactly, it could have, it definitely would be capable of powering an Iron Man suit. Right. So it's just like funny that we see it now in the '40s compared to lifetimes away. Well, like, yeah, like, because it kind of does pay off that line. I don't have the technology, but now he does. Now he does, and that's pretty cool. And as for that final battle, they show up to the Hydra base, and yes, Steve is not dead. No. 
and the Hydra Stomper is very much functional. No, well, not functional. Steve is like held up like he is like like Mr. Incredible is held up. Yes. Syndro's in Syndro's lair. You know. Yeah, that's right. Like that's how he that's how I kind of saw it as. But um, but yeah, now he's held up. You have who broke him out? Bucky broke him out. Yes, the Howling Commandos. Yeah, Howling Commandos broke them, broke him out basically, and they used I forget the energy that they used for the rest of the suit because he didn't have the Tesseract. No, he didn't. I I, for, I forget exactly, but either way, they're they're able to power the suit somehow. They're able to power the suit. And Steve, but it's not fully functional. No, it's not fully functional compared to the Tesseract's energy, but. And Peggy basically decides, all right, I got to take down the monster myself. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the, still the same thing where somebody winds up like living for like 70 years <laughs> and comes back. I'm assuming that in this case, because Peggy Carter pushes the monster back through, kills the monster mm -hmm. and ends up going through the Tesseract portal and winds up in 2012, I would assume. I would assume 2012. Where Nick Fury and Hawkeye are mm -hmm. on the other end of a Tesseract portal that was open. Yes. Which to me kind of implies, I guess, that the Tesseract in this universe can transcend time. Maybe it's very confusing. I mean, it's space. It's space and time. You know, I would assume. It's, I, I, you know what? You know time. what? You know what? Maybe, maybe my sister was discussing this with me the other day, and one thing that she said is possible. She went through mm -hmm. the portal, gets shut, right, and then seventy years later, Shield opens the portal, yeah, and Peggy comes back through, right. It's kind of like, yeah, I get it's. Again, I think it's kind of like a Agents of Shield reference, kind of where with like the monoliths and stuff like yeah. that. I feel like that's kind of like a reference to that as well. No, no, it is, and the Tesseract operates similarly to the monoliths as in Agents of Shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, also one thing is that the fact that she's coming out of the portal when originally in 2012 Loki's supposed to be coming out of a portal. It is interesting to think of that. Tesseract. Yes. So I'm really kind of thinking right now since this is the first episode obviously and we're going to see an episode where we see Loki come to Earth as with Asgard's army and shield, we're going to see that come. I wonder if it's coming to the point where all these episodes are going to come together because it, it might be in one same universe i think the cliffhanger of this kind of does imply that there's going to be some interconnectedness here i don't know if the because i'm trying to figure out if this if this series is basically going to be oh yeah it's different stories of of different people having like having happened different things but it's going to be the same exact like i want to say the same story for all these episodes yeah no it's and, a shared universe it's yeah. a shared universe not just standalone stories but that all these that all these what if scenarios are happening in the same yeah area in the same, same area at the same because i'm seeing like oh loki's not there so like where is loki well there's a way to round that i mean if they bring in various what if scenarios you could have different right you get different outcomes you have different outcomes but it's like just the thought of it that could lead to the same thing but yeah i mean overall i di i didn't i didn't think that this first episode was was anything groundbreaking but it did its job in you know setting up a future interconnected what if animated universe here yes kind of, look I, it's not going to tie back into the prime mcu i don't think but if it were to i don't know how they would do it they said they were going to you know they're going to put like Peggy Carter is supposed to come back as Captain Carter, apparently, in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Interesting. Apparently. I'm not sure. But it could be interesting to see different characters from the What If series come into the MCU. That'd be very interesting. You know? yeah. So, 
but they're not really introducing anybody here. It's just bringing people back. Well, yeah, but bringing them as different as a different character that they would would yeah become. yeah different version of different character of the same character yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, I enjoyed this first episode. I'm interested to see where it's gonna go. We will be here weekly with what if reviews. Can we mention one more thing that the fact that Peggy is just seems like she was a lot stronger than Steve. Yes, and I think was it it was you or my sister that brought this up to me, where they said maybe the fact that she's stronger than Steve is because yeah. she wasn't basically she didn't have a horrible hey, body before him. Listen, I was talking I was talking about it with my brother because we were watching it and it was like why is she lifting a truck out of the air? Like, how is that? What is going on? Uh-huh. No, she definitely seems stronger than Steve Rogers and in I, the movie. And I really think the fact was that Steve, given the fact that all of his certain, I guess, illnesses, health issues, <laughs> health yeah. issues, really, the fact that it leads to the super soldier serum going in. And also another thing is that all the bottles from the first Avenger, from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, there was still a bottle left. Yeah. So I wonder if the bottle that the guy that took in in the, in the what if episode, yeah, he took that bottle, right? He was supposed to originally take that bottle. Mm-hmm. So what if that bottle was supposed to be injected into Steve and make him stronger than he should have been? Ah, uh, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because Peggy, without a doubt, I'm like she, she was already trained as an agent. She already trained as an agent. She had the muscular ability already. She already had that. You know, she had that athletic ability already, even though Steve didn't. Yeah. And it's just like there were so many different things that was going through my head. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And I wonder if maybe they'll pay that off later on in the series. Because, again, I don't think Steve Rogers is done in this in this what-if world. No. I think we're going to see more of Steve Rogers. I think we're going to see more of a lot of these characters again. <clears throat> so. But, so. yeah, I mean, um, again, we will be back weekly with what-if reviews. These are going to be shorter because, you know, this is – we know the stories. We just get more into detail. About exactly. It. You know, this is more. This is more thirty-minute TV show compared to, you know, <laughs> two and a half hour two movies. Two and a half hour movies and and things we don't know about yet. Like exactly. So yeah, uh, we'll be back with what if again next week. Also, the MCU rewind. Um, we'll be back next week as well. Uh, so you know, for Eminem Marvel Mania, I'm Mike. I'm Nick. And uh, yeah, we will see you soon. Take care, everyone.